Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Media Snack Meets. My name is Tom Denford. I am co-founder and CEO of IDcoms. My special guest for this episode is Nandini Jami, who's co-founder of Check My Ads Institute. Hi, guys. Hello, gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change through the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short on time, we ask just six questions in 15 minutes. We get to learn what is behind the success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming guest episodes. Nandini, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, the name of your podcast is making me hungry. It is, indeed. We, you know, are you, on our, when we started off, I used to say, because we would do like these little 10-minute bite-side episodes. That was what it was about. It was about you know, taking a view of the marketplace. And we used to say, in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. And then people would, that would be our little strap line that we'd say every week. And people would email back, go, it, this episode was too long. I could have eaten two sandwiches in this, in oh. this episode. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was the idea. We should have lunch. Really, we're doing this at lunch. Um, great, thank you so much for. I, as I said to you just pre-show, I was like so excited to have you on because I feel like you've really got a story to tell about media. So I'm really keen to kind of get get into this. So for those that don't know, um, I mean you're very visible across social platforms. It's brilliant. I love watching your stuff. But for those that haven't yet come across you or your co-founder Claire or Check My Ads Institute, tell us what it is what it is that you do. Um, and give us something that, as well that you, you're kind of proud of since you started this. Well, thank you, first of all, so much for having me on the show and for your kind words. Um, I, I'm very excited to be here as well. Um, I So uh, I, I, along with my co-founder, Claire Atkin, uh, we're, uh, we are the co-founders of Check My Ads Institute. We are the first and only ad tech watchdog. Uh, we launched in twenty, the end of 2021. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been in operation for over a year now, essentially formalizing the work that we have been doing, um, and particularly that, that I have been doing since 2016. Uh, we started as a, uh, I, 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 I sort of fell into this work as a, I, was a, I was a growth marketer working for small tech companies, uh, in, in Europe, actually, and uh, fell into this work uh, when I found ads running on Breitbart.com and fell into uh, an entire world of, of, of ad tech that I, that I never expected or, or had, you know, I had no plans to get into this world. So over the past few years, uh, I've, we've sort of, we've basically earned a PhD in ad tech. We've just learned so much about how things work in the service of understanding how we can disrupt and and dismantle the disinformation economy. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, and, and your knowledge, your your knowledge of the infrastructure, as you said, must be getting really deep now because you kind of figure out how all this stuff works. Not that just you know some bad stuff is happening, and you're flagging it to brands as well. That's the value that you're adding, right? Is that you're you're helping brands understand where their money's going and some better choices that they might make. That's right. We we're doing a little bit of. I mean, we we 
there's so every time I learn something new, I realize how little I know. So I, I would never say that I'm uh, I would never myself call myself the ad tech expert. Uh, rather, I I identify issues and, and we, we kind of like dig in and we uh, we we get to where we are because of the help we receive from people who are experts. And so I think what we what we're really good at is like pointing out the problem and digging into the nitty gritty of the problem in real time on social media and really bringing people along along for the ride with us. Good. So, so on that journey that you've been on, so what's, what's been your proudest moment so far? Uh, I, I actually have a, I have a lot of things I'm proud of, but I, I would say the thing that I think about a lot, particularly this month is, uh, I think it looks like it's women's month. Right. And, uh, I'm seeing a lot of posts and stuff about women and the things that women do. And the thing that I'm truly the most proud of is that uh, Claire, Claire and I even managed to start this organization uh, and get it to where it is now. Um, we, we really started from, literally we started from the problem statement. Why, are we still notifying advertisers about where their ads are running? And through our collaboration together, we have, uh, with no playbook, we have built this company as a response to and hopefully a solution to the problem. And I, I'm really proud of that work that we've done because it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been straightforward. And we are uh, challenging ourselves every day and, and pushing ourselves to um, to take our work to the next level. Yeah. Oh, I mean, some bravo, bravo to you. Um, love it. Okay, so let's let's move. So, best thing about working in media. I mean, you you, you spend a lot of time. Uh, some might say, you know, highlighting issues in media, right? Um, but what, just from a start point, what's the what's the best thing that? What is it that draws your interest in media? Well, I wouldn't say that I work in media, but I certainly watch a lot of media. And uh, <laughs> I have spent a lot in the past year, uh, particularly September of, of last year, September 2022, I started to watch uh, Steve Bannon's War Room on my Roku TV and started to see ads for companies that I knew did not want to be there. So I saw ads for BMW, Audi, Etsy, and I knew I knew from prior experience with these companies running my old uh, my my prior campaign, Sleeping Giants, that these brands specifically had blocked their ads from Breitbart and that they would not want to be on Bannon. And so, um, what I really sort of um, what I really sort of what I really love to do is to post about it, and the instant gratification that comes from one of these brands coming back to to me and saying we did not want these ads here and we have blocked them. Mm. And um, in this case, we were able to get, I think over at least a dozen advertisers within just days or weeks to drop their ads from, from Bannon and, and uh, hopefully took a, a, a real financial toll on that, on that show and on that channel. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's kind of two implications here. I suppose from a, from a marketing industry perspective, 
you know, I try I look I look on the the flip side, which is you're helping those marketers make better choices, right? Because you're, you're giving them insight and you're shining a light into places that maybe they didn't see or that nobody's telling them where their ads are going. And it's a huge concern of marketers. It's like where I don't see my ads. Like where are they in in this world? Where where do they actually appear? So, but I know you're very you're very motivated at kind of defunding disinformation. Which is yeah. which is the motivation, isn't it? But the the added benefit is that you're helping marketers be more effective and control their brands. Uh, Absolutely, I want to be clear. Yeah, I want to be clear that we are on the side of advertisers. We um, we ourselves are marketers. Claire and I, uh, our, our careers prior to this work was doing marketing, as I mentioned, and we um, we really see the ad tech industry as the the problem that needs to be solved. Mm. Um, and we see advertisers as ordinary people like us who want to make the right decisions, who want to keep their ads away from hate and disinformation, and who are simply uh, not able to do that very simple thing because they, because their vendors and the industry at large keeps that information away from them. Yeah. And so what we're fighting for is transparency for advertisers good which is probably takes us to our next question so that is that as is that as where as you see it that's the biggest challenge is it just yeah. this like lack, lack of transparency or lack of visibility that the marketer has on that supply chain yeah um you know there's there's a lot of uh chatter about transparency in the industry but uh the the fact is and it's it's quite shocking uh is that 90% of Google's inventory, well, I should be more specific, their seller accounts in Google's inventory is confidential. So the simple fact of the matter is if you as an advertiser want to know where your money went, uh, is particularly on the Google ad exchange, you cannot trace your money back to an LLC or you cannot trace your money back to a person. And the reason is because either Google has hidden that information from you or just not made that information available, or they, uh, the sort of last link that Google provides you is a shell corporation. Mm -hmm. And so we have a situation where uh, an industry that talks about transparency all day long and the most basic information around where your, where your budget is going is a total secret. And so we don't play in this... Um, a lot of people interpret our work as going after the right or attacking conservative media outlets. But the reality is that we want advertisers to be able to make their own choices. And they can't do that when they don't know where their money goes. Yeah. And so what we, we actually fight for is advertising transparency. And that transparency to us is release that information. Every advertiser should be able to know where uh, should be able to track their advertising budget, especially when we're talking about a $400 billion at least industry um, that is uh, currently completely unaccountable and untrackable. Yeah. Uh, good. I love that. I just feel like we could spin off into a whole big, deep episode. We've got to come back and actually talk about specifically about the work that you do. Because this is really just, you know, this is the media snack. Me, like we'll do it. Interview, <laughs> but, this, but this is really important. And, and, you know, regular viewers know that we're, we're very motivated by the idea that brands deserve better media. That's our kind of like, you know, that's our mantra. Um, and, as, and, you know, like you and Claire and, and others in this space are just are really helping shine a light on this incredibly tricky thing, which is for marketers is it's intimidating 
you know, it's intimidating kind of not knowing where your money goes. It's also a bit, you know, it's frustrating, obviously, but it can be a bit, uh, it can be a bit humiliating to, you know, to ask yeah. the question. I think, you know, you, you don't want to ask too many questions because you get exposed for not knowing the answer you should know. I mean, that's, the, I mean, that's the whole premise of where we started. We started with a newsletter. Our newsletter branded is, um, we started that initially because we wanted to, document what we were what we were asking all the stupid questions we we mm. really you know we really went we don't know the first thing about ad tech and we need to start from scratch and we mm. learned all that all those basics from from the experts and um, they took the time to let us ask the stupid questions or what we thought were the stupid questions and that led us to learning really big things like how do keyword block lists work and through that we learned mm. And, and documented later and branded that when you put a word on a keyword block list, everything gets blocked with that word in it. And so the way that it's being applied is um, people, you know, advertisers and their agencies are putting like COVID, pandemic, mm. um, racism on their on their block list. And so every time, um, every time that's reported on in the news, their ads are blocked from it. They essentially block their ads from the news. And so, so that wasn't a stupid question, was it? <laughs> I mean, we, we as marketers use these tools, but we don't understand what happens when we click the button. And that's what we do. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you, you have so many good resources. Uh, we, we'll link below this show. Um, and if you're listening on podcast, we'll put them in the show notes as well. Um, all the different things that you do, which, you know, from your email sign up to uh, none of you has a great TikTok where you you break down some of the work the work that you're doing, which is really entertaining as well. Which I, I know you've said that you hate you hate recording video, but you're really good. <laughs> at it. Um, okay, next question. So leadership advice. I'm really curious because you know you you are founders of of your own companies as well, and you found success in doing that. Um, there must be something in that, of course. So w what leadership advice have you had over the years that you still use and you carry and you find valuable, or you know what do you give to others to inspire them? Oh, I love this question. I think, I think, uh, I think I strive every day to to assume that I know nothing and to be willing to change course quickly. So, a lot of the time, you know, we have a plan, we're setting up to do something, and then something changes. And um, I think it really is valuable to be able to remain to remain open to change, to remain open to receiving new information and then changing course accordingly. This has often come naturally to, 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 to me in particular because, uh, because the, the nature of my work changes every week based on the news cycle. And so I show up to work on Monday morning not knowing what's gonna happen. And so um, sort of instinctually I'm ready, I'm ready to change course, I'm, re you know, I'm ready to take that big project we were gonna launch this week and, and move on to something else. And it's, I think it's a really great way to um, also not only stay agile and responsive to what's happening around you, but also to, to allow your team to come in and, um, and, and help, help sort of steer the ship with you. Yeah, oh, good. I love that. I love that. So, so before your Monday morning, then, where you just, you come in open-minded, you've spent the weekend, what, I know you probably spend all your weekend watching Fox news right <laughs> the exact is, is that how you relax or do you have a passion the outside of that <laughs> i go i turn off everything 
<laughs> and I go outside yeah. and I touch grass. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's an Good. intense so five days. That? We take our weekend seriously. <laughs> Good. So where would we find you Out, outside of the work that you're that you're doing? Check my hands and, and other places. So where, where where would we find you? Kind of relaxing away from the industry. Oh, that's such a great question. Uh, I like to use my weekends to work out and to you know go outside. Uh, I I ha- I've been trying some new uh, classes at the gym and, uh, hanging out with friends, brunching, cooking. I, I like to, I love to cook. So I like to do some of my more complex dishes over the, over the weekends. And, um, and yeah, that's good. very good. Just relax yeah. because Monday is going to be an onslaught. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. So listen, I mean, you see, you see up close, like you're really in the trenches, you see up close, you know, some of the challenges that we've got some fundamental structural challenges that we have uh, as marketers, but looking ahead, you know, we'll just try and be a bit hopeful. Like where, where can we get to? What would you, where would you like us to be a year from now? What is it now, March? Uh, what would I like for us to be doing by next March? I think, I think there's, there's really one thing that's on my mind personally and, and, and we as an organization really, um, we really care deeply about this, this Google issue. Um, I'm really happy to really heartened to see that the DOJ has moved forward with, with another antitrust lawsuit. And we want people, uh, we see Google as being, as being the disinformation economy, like Google, the disinformation economy is Google because Google is the one that monetizes all of those disinformation, hate speech, fake news, whatever websites that, you see on the internet, and they're the ones that make it impossible for advertisers to block them. And so we, if we do our jobs well, everyone will be talking about Google next year. And, mm-hmm. and everyone else, just like us, will have honed in on, on the real source of the disinformation crisis, which is Google. Good. Well, listen, we, we could go way deeper on that. I want to learn more about this. But for the moment, Nandini Jami, uh, co-founder of Check My Ads Institute, thank you so much for joining us. Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to the Media Snack channel, where you will also find previous guests, including leading marketing executives from companies like P&G, Uber, LVMH, Mars, IKEA, and many more. Plus, some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, such as Belinda Smith, Sir Martin Sorrell, Wendy Clark, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Professor Mark Ritson. You can also get alerts to hear about upcoming new guests. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, then please share it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.